Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. So welcome, 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 Practical Magic listeners. We are at the end of October and it has been an incredibly wonderful, fruitful month for me. And anybody who kind of looks from the outside in, in terms of what I do in my work, they're kind of always like, I just never know, like, where, what are you doing next, Kate? You've always got so much on. It always seems like you're really busy. But this, yeah, I am. And it's great. And I hate actually saying I'm busy. What I really like to talk about is the fact that everything is so varied. So whilst I've got my one-to-one clients, I've got the awakening, I've got the practical magic activation deck, these are all things that really are the harnessing of all of the work that I do and all of the events that go around it. So rather than being busy, it's about what it feels like and what it feels into for myself about having all of this variety in the work that I do. And on the show today, I have got a wonderful guest to share with you. She's actually a client of mine. Her name's Sarah. I'm going to get her to introduce herself in a minute. But Sarah is going to talk to us today about this concept of the carousel. Now, the carousel is something that I, well, as soon as Sarah started talking about it, I was like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense. Finally, for somebody like myself who has so many different things that they love to do in their work and enjoy doing, it's not that one takes priority over the other sometimes one needs more focus than the other. So Sarah talks about the carousel in the fact that if you think of a, a conveyor belt, a Yosushi conveyor belt, and you have all of the things that you do, the projects that you're working on, the bits of your business that you do, or even the parts of your life are the separate dishes that go around this carousel. And sometimes some of that focus are the dishes at the front and some of them are at the back. It doesn't mean that you don't pay any more attention to them. It's just that your focus on enjoying each of those dishes can only be done one at a time, but it doesn't mean that the others are less important. And I absolutely adore this concept. It's something I talk about and it makes so much sense in my life, but it makes so much sense when I talk to other clients and other multi-potentialites. So I'm really, really pleased to have you on the show today, Sarah. I wonder if you can quickly explain to the Practical Magic listeners what your carousel is made up of. Oh, thanks for that lovely intro, Kate. You explain it very well. I might bring you with me to all events when I talk about it. Um, so what's currently on my carousel? So at the front of my carousel, well, one of the things is the carousel itself and like sending a newsletter and starting to do coaching around it. Um, I also run a business where I take the ukulele into other businesses and organizations and help people access their creativity and understand themselves better through learning the ukulele and writing songs. I also run a comedy night. Um, we've just celebrated our fifth birthday. It's called Rye Laughs and it's in Peckham in London. Um, and I'm also doing some work for Google at the moment, doing some facilitation. And I'm also a coach. And they're just the things at the front. <laughs> so at the back of the carousel, I've also got DJing. I've got a thing called the Quitting Quadrant. Um, 
and probably things I've forgotten because they're not in focus at the moment and that's okay. Totally. Now anybody who's listening in who we've we come from a world well a western society where focus is favored over variety don't we and Mm. anybody listening in who listens to all of those things at the moment it's like when I explain all of the things that I do we can just go whoa that just seems like too much but the idea of the carousel is really about like you say putting the things at the front in focus allowing the things to be around the back how do you think can can you give a bit of a backstory into how carousel came to Mm. be because we were working together weren't we and I remember us having the conversation which funnily enough you don't remember having but we did (laughs) about the fact that you you said to me in a moment of doubt do you feel like this is too much and my reflection on that is no because these are the things that make you feel alive mm. and motivated. And sometimes one thing will really rise to the surface. And if you try to work on another thing that didn't feel like you had, it was the right time or the right energy, it wouldn't feel valid to do it and you'd procrastinate and it wouldn't feel right. So how mm. did the carousel come to be? What was the thinking that went around it? How did this kind of pop into yeah. Well, I think the, the, the carousel came in in a moment it came to me as an image and I think it came to me at a point where I was feeling quite there was was a lot of um, self-doubt around the way I was living my life and I think the carousel came to me as an image of support and I think the background to where I'd been before that is I'd had this belief that the reason that I wasn't further along with all of my things was because I was doing too many and you know I was like if I just spend all of the energy on one of them I'll be a lot further along And I had this epiphany that maybe it was precisely because I'd done all of those different things that I was as far along as I was with everything. And it was because of the cross-pollination, because of the people I met who then introduced me to other things, because of the energy I got from all of those different projects that actually had enabled anything to move along. And I think in the summer, just before I came up with the carousel concept, I spent a week doing nothing. It'd be like, maybe I just need to cut everything out. And I felt miserable. And I think that I I was like, no, I do need this variety. This isn't a fault. This isn't me trying to do too much. It's just how I live. I just love having lots of things to do. It does energize me. And the people who'd been telling me you're doing too much, it's because for them, it would be stressful. It would be overwhelming. And I think this is really important. If you identify as being a carouseller, that you, you know, you like really own no, this is what makes me thrive. If it feels more energizing to have more on the go, then you're probably this kind of personality type. But there's a lot of people that aren't. So I think that's the background to why I was feeling into this. I was starting to wonder, maybe I need this variety. And then I was, one day I was like, oh, it's really annoying because I, I did some DJing a few years ago and then I did some DJing this summer. And why, why do I just have these sporadic moments every few years when I do it again? And then this image came to me of these plates coming around on the Go Sushi conveyor belt. And I was like, okay, so I had that thing in 2016 with the DJing and it was very intense. And then it went round and now it's come back this summer. And in both those moments, I gave it my full attention. And what if I actually need that breathing space? What if like I couldn't have sustained the intensity with that one thing? So what if this was the only way it could have been? And I just, I took a breath out. I was like, ah, oh. so actually all of these things need to be in short bursts 
and they each one's come round. And so this, I don't know, this image just came to me in that moment, almost to support my, the fact that I was beating myself up about it. And in that moment, I was like, oh, that's fine then. <laughs> I'll just, when it comes round again, I'll be with it again. But in the meantime, I don't need to worry about it. And so, yeah, that was the kind of background and image that came to me. I love it. I love how the unconscious mind brings us. You know, it's a bit like dreams, isn't it? Why yeah. Really weird dream last night. Ah, it's because it's trying to symbolize something for you. Matt and I talked about, Matt Taylor and I talked about this in some of the previous podcast episodes of what dreams interpret. And the unconscious mind does exactly the same thing. So I really love the fact that you asked that question and the unconscious mind brought this to you and then look at what you've been able to create out of it and how that helps in terms of that mindset. Because you know, as I, as I alluded to already, that we, we do come from a societal bias, mm. which has been towards doing one thing. Why do you think that favour has been focus over variety? And what kind of impact do you think that has on people who have a carousel mind? Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably a few things. I think one is that typically a career, well, you had a career for life. And I think this idea of having a kind of multi-hyphen, multi-potentialite you know, lifestyle is quite new. So I think it's taking a while for people to shift. I think there has been a belief that, you know, putting all your energy into one thing will get you further. And I think a lot of the time that is the case. But I, and, and this is, the, this is the thing with Carousel. It doesn't mean that you're doing 20 things at the same time. You still put all your energy into one thing when you're doing it. And this was the clarity I got with it. I was like, this isn't actually that you're not focused anymore. It's just that you do, you have quick turnover with the things you're focused in. Does that make sense? So I think it still oh, yeah. is the same okay. thing. I, that's when I, that's what I realized. I was like, oh, it's not that I'm not focused. I'm very focused. I'm almost hyper-focused, but I might only be hyper-focused for a week or for a couple of months or a yeah. day. Yeah. And, and this is, this is the thing that I need to definitely learn and, and, help myself enable this I was going to say get better at but that's not the right terminology and because it is about freedom isn't it you know it's about freedom to be able to have that focus on the thing that you have the energy towards at that time and energy is the word because you've got to go with where the energy is and what I have got better at is not putting too many too many constraints around it so I've tried to do that thing where I have marked a day in a calendar each week to say focus on the awakening or focus mm. on the practical magic deck or, and then focus on the coaching. And that does work to some respects, but sometimes I just wake up in the morning and go, Oh no, this is where my energy is taking me. Like how, do, how yeah. does bringing carousel into effect on a yeah. day to day basis? I, th I think that's a really good point to make because you know, there is a sense with, if you go to, if you're not, a, um, if you're living a carousel lifestyle in a kind of disordered way, you might just constantly let the wind take you and never complete anything and never, and have a feeling of, of dissatisfaction. So I think there is a sense, there's a, there's a balance between noticing where your energy is generally, but also committing to finishing things, even when it doesn't always feel like the right thing. And, and I just think you, it's something you have to keep tweaking and learning about yourself you know, there's a different energy between, oh, I just don't want to finish this proposal because it's boring to like, I actually need to rest today because I've just had a big event yesterday. Do you know what I mean? There's different senses of, um, of going with, with the energy or not. 
and I do I think that's just something we keep learning as, as we work and do our own thing and understand our own patterns and cycles yeah and, and I think I, there's like sorry go on. I wanted to ask you about that mm. actually because yeah you know, we've, we've been talking about this recently about, you know, uh, getting so much more aligned with mm. energy and understanding where you are in terms of cycles. Um, and anybody who wants to find out more about menstrual cycles and how that, how you can work your creativity and your work and your life around that, I suggest going and having a listen to the podcast that I did with the magical Claire Baker. Um, and I know we met the other day and we were talking about the book that you're reading at the moment, which is from Katie Northrup about do less. Mm. So th- I love this because this is very much about working with our energy rather than working against it. Mm. So how do you bring in the idea of doing less into the carousel? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest shifts that I've had in the past few years is seeing inactivity as an activity in itself. And my and my friend pointed out the other day, she was like, "Oh yeah, we say do nothing. I mean, it's still doing. <laughs> you know, it's still an activity." But I think we, as a society, and especially as women, have been told, "You you know, you're measured on your productivity. You have to keep going. You're being lazy if you're not doing." We have a sense of constantly needing to create. And Kate talks in the in the book and do less. She says, you know, if we did that to crops, well, when we do do that to crops, they get stressed and then they die. And, you know, we actually, in, she, I mean, a lot of people talk about the seasonality of our lives, of our cycles. So, you know, we need winter every year. Winter is essential for crops to, you know, regenerate and to grow. And we need to go into our own winter with our projects. And I remember a friend introducing me to this a few years ago. I was really stuck. I was feeling so just sad about just there was nothing there was nothing that I was doing there was nothing I was creating and he showed me this image and he was like you're in winter and so interestingly that the day that next day I allowed myself to be in winter I felt this huge relief that it was just a stage I was in and I was just waiting for the spring and the next day I came up with the idea of the quitting quadrant and it was like I'd allowed myself to to surrender to being in nothing so I think that's been one of the strongest things and to to allow myself to work with my menstrual cycle in terms of the different energy levels, but also just in the the cycle of projects and to just be like, you know what, I'm not going to force this because it's not feeling it right now. And what I've noticed is when I don't force it and when I allow myself to rest and I sleep and I go for a lovely walk and meet a friend the next day or the next couple of days, it's like prolific creativity, you know? So it's, but I didn't used to work like that. I'd constantly be forcing and then burning out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so many of us are in that state, aren't they? But we are learning to get so much better at it. And if you think about the metaphor of the carousel, if you were eating all of those dishes one after mm-hmm. the other, you'd have terrible indigestion (laughs) and you wouldn't be enjoying any of them, would you? So it is about Mm. taking a pause. I need to learn this. Take a pause (laughs) and a break in between to, and, and when I explain it to people, I do talk about the fact that you are mindfully picking up that dish. You are mindfully eating it. You're savoring it and Mm. you're enjoying it and you're getting the benefit and the detail and actually other people around you are getting that benefit and detail too so it is about being able to appreciate the dish the project that you've got in front of you giving it the time and the space that it needs absolutely and then having some flow between it also saves energy in your head because before I imagine it was like I was sitting on the carousel with all of my things and they were all in a straight line 
And I was trying to hold on to all of them. And that's exhausting. If you're trying to eat everything, <laughs> or like you've taken it all off, you've bought it all and you're trying to eat it all. And so now when someone says to me, oh, how's like, how's DJing going? Whereas before I'd be like, oh shit, stop the carousel. <laughs> Need to pick that up and re-identify it and feel, and I'd totally abandon what I'd currently been doing. I now I'm like, oh, it's just at the back at the moment. And it just feels, it's like I'm acknowledging it's there, but I don't have to interact with it in that moment. And that feels like it saves so much energy. Yeah. And headspace. energy. And there's the mental capacity and the emotional yeah. capacity that comes with the shame when we think oh. that, you know, because you've talked about this, haven't you? About the, oh God, I'm not doing that thing. And I'm feeling really bad about that. That actually you don't need to, if, if it's not, you know, if, if the dish isn't warm at the moment, that's okay too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I liken it to friendships. You know, I think we can, I definitely found this when I left university, I still had this sense that I needed to keep in touch with everyone I'd ever met. And as you go through life, you just know that you can't. And, and I really trust that with good friends, when I see them again, it will be as if we've never, like, never left, right? Never, um, never fallen out of touch. And I think I like to see our projects like that as well. Like you wouldn't try and see all your friends every weekend, but you know that you see some, some, and like you just allow people to come in and out of your life. If you can have that kind of fluid approach for your projects as well, and you're just like, oh, what's coming up now? And you're a bit more open to what could come back. And it might be that some projects never come back. And that's okay too. But probably a lot of them will come back in a like spiral curriculum way. You know, when you're um, at school and you learn maths in year seven and then it, you learn algebra and then you don't do it for a year and then in year eight you learn it again, but it's a bit harder. And that's called a spiral curriculum. And I think that's the same with our projects, like they'll come back in a slightly different format. I really like that analogy. And sometimes they need to have that space that actually there's learning going on in between, isn't there? That Mm. then enables you to be able to put more of the focus onto it when you pick it up again. Absolutely. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before, because if you're constantly trying to push at something, you know, it's trying to push against a closed door, isn't it? It's just, it's not always going to work. So sometimes you do need to go and do something else or something completely different to apply the skills that you've learned potentially from that into the 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 dish that you're going to be focusing on when you pick it up. And seeing that it's not only us that have those seasons, but the projects themselves do. So you have to allow your projects to go into winter. And like they're telling you, I really believe that the things we do also have an, an energetic vibe to them. And they will tell you, you know what? I'm not feeling this. I need a break. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. When something's not flowing, just be like, okay, I'm going to let you have yeah. a nap. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's, let's pick each other up when we're both ready. Yeah, Go yeah. and have a nap. Yeah. It's, yeah. I really like that. And me at the moment in terms of what's at the front of my carousel. So yeah. I've got an exhibition of practical magic on this. Yeah. Week. And that has been at the back of the carousel for a little while, but in terms of seasonality, I'm really recognizing that, you know, kind of March and October time are times for that to have some energy into it and have some flow into it. And knowing that and working with that has been such a joy because in the back of my mind previously, I'd been really worrying about, oh my goodness, you know, you put all of this any energy and intention into it when the Kickstarter came about mm. and now you've just let it go. And, you know, all of the kind of inner critic ego things telling you that you're not doing enough, but actually having that space to allow it to flow and settle when you do yeah. pick it up 
actually having so this week um, in in Worthing, I've got an exhibition of Matt's incredible artwork, and being amongst it and seeing it again through fresh eyes has just really lifted me in terms of my relationship to it, which then immediately lifts and impacts the other people who are absolutely. You don't because you don't. It's like listening to an album over and over again. And then listen, you know, the albums you used to listen to when you were younger and then you listen to them now and you're like, ah, oh, and you're so back with it and there's a fresh energy. But if you, you get to a point where you've listened to something too much and you have to have a break from it, like, you know, I think we have this belief that we have to keep loving the things we do to the same amount. Otherwise, we're not doing, we shouldn't be doing them. And I think at that point, it's telling you just take a step back from it and give it some breathing space. And that's so great that with your exhibition, you felt that. And that shows you've done it exactly the right time. Yeah, no, it's good. It feels really, really good. It feels good. Although, you know, you know, as I say, I'm still learning because I'm doing other things at the same time. But actually, because the energy and the focus had been on setting up for the event, and now I'm allowing myself... This is an interesting one, right? So this is how the crossover of a, a couple of things on the carousel have been working. So there'd been a big focus in doing the Om Yoga show and setting up for this um, exhibition. But actually now I'm at the exhibition, what it's given me is some space to be within practical magic or surrounded mm. by it, but not having to be on it. And yeah. actually the energy and the flow around that is helping me with the other projects that I'm working Amazing. on at the moment, which feels really beautiful. And I'm sitting under disco balls all day. So, so good. You know, that that just makes me really happy. So, so I'm interested. So what, what they're, just on that, it's what they're serving, right? Like how, yeah. how they're showing up in that moment. Like it sounds like the, the way Practical Magic is showing up for you right now on the carousel is in a really energizing role and nourishing role rather than in a, like taking a lot of energy from you. Yeah, or feeling like it's something you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. it feels really nice and a lovely reflection. And actually, when I think about the space that that's within, it's in this really beautiful, brightly lit, the vibrancy of the energy of the prints on the wall. Mm. Oh, yeah, love it. Um, so I'm interested and I wanted to talk about how we take the idea of the... Because not everybody who listens to the Practical Magic show is a freelancer or an entrepreneur. No, sure. So how do we take the carousel into whether you're in a job or your family or in your relationships? How does it how does it cross pollinate mm. into other areas? I suppose there's one there's two ways. One I think is a like a kind of passive engagement with it where there's some self-compassion. So I suppose one one invitation to use it is when that feeling comes up of should I should be more here I should be more working on this or I should be spending more time with my kids or whatever's coming up all of the shoulds just being like after having that image in your mind of the OC should convey out and be like where is my focus right now and just allow yourself to be with that and just know that the other stuff is there and being taken care of so I think there's a kind of response to when those those things come in um, and then I think yeah, I think it can be nice I mean, if you want to like sketch out a circle and like get post-its and think about all the different parts of your life that are currently, you know, important to you. A bit like the life wheel, but you can choose the elements of it. And it's just a nice reflection, a check-in tool to go, okay, well, what actually needs my focus right now? So that's a maybe more active engagement where you could move things around. 
So sometimes things come to us and we say, okay, well, this seems to be in focus and you respond. And sometimes you can choose to make something the focus. Um, so yeah, I think like just, it can be nice even just the stage of going, what are the different elements? What is that? Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all the parts of our life that even taking a moment to think what would be on my carousel is incredibly empowering and, and calming because you can see it visually and you can yeah. touch it. I really like that because it overwhelms the word, isn't it? When mm. We should be doing all of the things at the same time and should being that word. Um, it does make a big, big difference. And it's, be- it's such a different reflection as a coach from asking the question, well, what one thing could be, could you take off of your list? It's what one thing can you put that, what one thing can you bring to the front of the carousel? What one thing can you mm. back? So again, it's it has to be dropped or left, or it's that any it's any less important. It's just that it's where you're putting your energy into right now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And also just to understand that if you do have lots of things, that doesn't mean it's hectic. It just it, I suppose it's checking in in that moment and going, do do I want to have all of these things? you know and if you do then that's that's how you like living and that's okay you know so also just as a as an acceptance of a certain lifestyle yeah so when do you think it's okay to um to take things off Mm. the belt well I suppose my sense with it is that you don't take things off you just I see it a bit like the moon so it's like comes in new moon you're like oh this is coming into my life oh, okay, I'm working on this right now. And then you start having that feeling that's like, mm, kind of getting bored of that. <laughs> and then I think at that point, a lot of people hold on tight. I'm starting to just allow it to move around. And then if you just allow it, you don't actually have to decide to take anything off because it just never comes back round. And there's a lot of fear around that. It's like, but what if it never comes back? It's like, well, what if it doesn't? <laughs> you know, and I think there's something... Something that's really helped me with that is seeing that a small engagement in something is in itself complete. So, you know, you doing your exhibition in itself is complete. You know, I think we can take on these huge projects and be like, and and you you spend maybe a month on something or even a week on something and you're like, I've only spent a week on it. And I, I think a tool that's helped me is in that moment when you feel like it's going into the back of the carousel, when you feel like you're losing interest and energy, celebrate what has happened while it's been at the front of your carousel. Find a way to mark and celebrate any success or any sense of completion that you've had. And that, I think, then you're you're more able to let it go because you're like, well, that in itself was enough. Um, Mm -hmm. An example of that is my first ever startup was running Colombian music workshops in schools. Now, my plans for this was to like run a huge charity. And I I had like a five year plan with it, which I've never done since. (laughs) And then after like a pilot of six workshops, I realized I didn't want to do it anymore. I had a huge like breakup with it because it was I couldn't I, I really struggled to allow myself to let go of it. But I did. And for a long time after that, I said, oh, I had this failed startup. And then I changed it and said, oh, I ran this project in schools for a few terms. And it felt complete. It suddenly is like, oh, that wasn't a failure. That was all it ever was. And it's just that change of narrative. So I think if you feel, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, 
I'm letting this thing go and I'm, I'm going to have to let it die. Just see what you can see if there's a story you can tell about what's already happened with it that feels complete. And then I think we can let things go. Oh my goodness. I love it. It's like eating that. I know I keep coming back to the food analogy. I must be hungry, but <laughs> it is coming back to that. Do you remember that dish that I had that was so delicious? And actually the, the great memories, the great strengths, the great things that you can take out of that project that you worked on, Sarah, which was so mm. energetically aligned at the time. As I always say, nothing's wasted. So no, not at all. Energy of that into everything that you do now, can't you? Absolutely. And yeah, all of the learnings, all of the iterations you then do in the next thing, all of the, I also think like, Every time you go into a situation and it's not aligned, that is incredible information. In fact, the, first, the, the, more, the more misaligned it is, the more information you get. I went and did some work the other day and I, I wasn't sure it was quite aligned, but I sat down and wrote all of the things I wish I was doing that day. And then that's really good information for me. So, you know, I think nothing is wasted. Absolutely. But it can be really challenging when you're in something that doesn't feel right. And I think especially people who are more carousel minded, that one of the struggles may be knowing when it's just a niggle and when actually it's time to move on. And I think there's no right or wrong answer. And I think when you decide to create space for something new, that's great. And when you decide to persevere, that's also great. And it absolutely is neutral. I really believe that we've got such a bias towards not quitting. It's not, I just think trust in that moment you do if the more you get to know your energy and the more you get to know what you need and you really sit in silence and go what is right for me right now you will make the right decision for that moment that's all you need to know yeah yeah and that feeds into something which I know is on the back of your carousel at the moment but I do want you and we'll probably do another podcast about this at another time but the quitting quadrant oh yeah because it does you know as you're saying getting okay with the idea of quitting things mm. about giving up it isn't about you being weak it's actually about you drawing strength from saying actually this is a this I no longer need this yeah this is no longer serving me can you give us a quick overview about what that is in the yeah quadrant? so I Back in 2018 or so last year, I did a TEDx called Knowing When to Quit. And the theme of the TEDx that I applied for was embracing challenge. And I started writing down all of these challenging situations I've had. And then I was like, actually, the biggest challenges for me have been when I've wanted to not continue with the challenge. And I, so I put this out on Facebook and I thought, um, I said, you know, this is something I'm thinking about applying to do as a TEDx about our attitudes to quitting. And I had this overwhelming response from people like hundreds of people sending me their stories you know people I hadn't seen for years like sending these huge Facebook messages with their quitting stories and I was like wow there is so much energy here and you know I feel what I found interesting around quitting is I think we have a fight flight or freeze response to quitting generally so we'll either when as soon as something starts going wrong some people be like right I'm out of here and some people will go, okay, I need to stay. I need to do everything I can to make this work. Like they'll double down. And some people just feel paralyzed and can't make a decision and stay in the situation, but kind of become ineffective. Now, my theory is all of those situations are really useful in certain situations. So sometimes it's good to get the hell out of there. 
sometimes it's good to fight and push through and sometimes it's good to not take action and just you know be a bit more observant of the situation but when we're stressed we use usually make the wrong decision and and that I think that can be a real shame that um, we either stay for things too long when it's time to go or that we leave things too early or that we just become ineffective and are putting our energies into the wrong thing so I became really interested in like what's actually going on for people when they want to quit that first niggle what is like the emotional landscape of someone who wants to quit and this is kind of something that came after my, my TEDx, actually. My TEDx was more about the um, people's attitudes to quitting. And I, I wanted, I was like, because people usually only quit when they're in crisis, of course, we link quitting to crisis. But we need to see quitting as much more neutral. It's just like, oh, right, this isn't working anymore. And if you do that a bit earlier, then it stops becoming a big deal. And I always link this to traveling. When you're traveling, you stay somewhere until you don't want to go live there anymore. Like you'll be backpacking around South America. You'll go to Buenos Aires. And after a couple of weeks, you might be like, cool, I'm off to Brazil now. And no one's like, oh, you're quitting BA. <laughs> and you also like, if you stayed there three months, no one will be like, oh, that's a bit weird. But, so I always think we're traveling. We're quite intuitive. And we just, we stay until we need to go. But with our jobs, with other things in our life, there's a real like, we should stay rather than leave. And I don't know why that is because it doesn't make any sense. The only reason we, we make the wrong decisions is because there's such a bias around quitting. And, and when I was doing my TEDx, the, um, I did the survey and I was like, what's the reason you wouldn't quit? And the main reason was to be, they didn't want to be judged for quitting. I'm like, well, <laughs> but if there's not a problem with quitting, then we don't fear that. I don't know. It just seems completely a self-constructed world where you can't quit which is just killing everyone um, so anyway after the TEDx I created this thing called the quitting quadrant because I was trying to decide whether to quit something or not I was doing this clowning course and I got six weeks into this eight-week course and I thought oh I don't know whether I want to carry on and I was like okay I can be my own case study now <laughs> I was like I'm getting really curious about what's actually going on here I was like, is it that I'm not interested in clowning or is it that I'm actually just feeling a bit stressed about it because like, it's got difficult and I feel vulnerable? And I came up with these two axes of discomfort and disinterest. And I got, I don't know if you've ever had this, Kate, where like a, an idea just comes to you and it like takes over. And I, I ran home and was like, oh my God, I think there's something in this. And I started <laughs> sketching till about three in the morning, this quadrant of like, what could the axes be? And like, what would the different bits be in the combination? So and then I came up with this thing called the quitting quadrant, which is, you know, one axis, you have the level of interest that you're feeling in the thing. And on the bottom axis, you have the, uh, it's not really an axis, like one side, um, um, the level of discomfort that you're feeling and the combinations of interest being high and discomfort being high and low creates these four states. And each of those four states, so you have flow, growth, grit, and restore. And they're like positive states that we need to be in with our projects. But if any of those goes, if we stay in any of those for too long or too much is in them so we have like everything's in flow or everything's in grit then we go to the negative iterations which become plateau overwhelm and burnout resentment and apathy and my theory was that's when people start to quit and at that point it's very difficult it's very difficult to to navigate but that's mostly the point that people are starting to even engage with it so the proposal with this is that you know at quite an early stage of thinking mm, not sure about this anymore you just check in you check in with the quitting quadrant you go where am I and what do I need right now and there's a thing with it where whatever square you're in what you need is the, the diagonally opposite 
quadrant. So, I mean, I, this is obviously easier to see as a visual, but I can send that as a link in the notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a long explanation of it all, but it's, I think I'm just really interested in like, what's actually going on? What's actually yeah. going on? And can we, yeah, can we navigate that with more compassion rather than be like, oh my God, I want to quit. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to block it. Yeah. And I think this really ties into actually, as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing how this layers over into the carousel mm. because there may be something you're like, I'm just going to give it up. It feels too hard. Check in with where you're at you know, check in with where you're at on, on the quadrant. And yeah. it may be that you don't want to quit. It may be that you just need to have some self-care around that or have some energy around that. You've gone into overwhelm. Yeah, absolutely. And that maybe like forcing it to stay at the front of the carousel is where we go into overwhelm resentment or, or all of them actually, plateau and apathy. Like that's probably telling you it's time to let it go back again, yeah. to go back round. That's cool, actually. Thanks yeah. for helping you see that link <laughs> you're welcome you can see but this is interesting right because that's that's my reflection with you know working with somebody like yourself who has these different uh, dishes on the carousel is being able to see where they are aligned to each other where they can mm. complement each other as well how yeah. do you think how important do you think it is for having the role of somebody as a coach or mentor for somebody who does have lots of things on the carousel say that again sorry how important is how important do you think the role is of having somebody who is your coach and mentor when you're working on different mm. carousel yeah I mean I for me I've 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 invested in coaching for the last four years and it's been life-changing I I really I really think it, it it helps to have that person who's not emotionally involved in everything I think when you're in that that stage and then can give you that perspective of asking the powerful questions and saying like is it are you you know are you really needing to move on from this or actually you're just having a bad day and you need to have a have a sleep and a slice of cake <laughs> you know because <laughs> that's and how I, we started out wasn't it yeah. you, know, you came to me because you wanted to bring the quitting quadrant out into the world and actually what it came to is that you just needed some serious self-care I know I remember that the action point from our, our first whole day meeting was to not take action. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and then I went home and found out I was DJing at Glastonbury. I know. And that was like, oh, that was great to create some space, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and that's a lost in music card as well. I know. It was, it was too mad. It's Brilliant. too mad. <laughs> <laughs> you are magic, Kate. Oh, so are you. Yeah. So are you. But what do you think about, like, obviously you're a carouseller as well. Have you... Mm what's the role being for you to have support in that? Oh my goodness. Do you know what, you know, the, the work that I do and it's probably, you know, the work that we do as these coaches, as entrepreneurs is always the work that we need to learn. Mm. So it's fundamental. Like I haven't, haven't had a coach for a while, but I'm working with somebody at the moment who is helping me to get really super clear on one thing mm. so I'm working with Susie Ashworth at the moment on um, her program the one and it is about putting your energy and attention into one dish now yes I've still got things going around the carousel but what it's really helping me to focus on is what's the vision around that this is around my one-to-one -one work and where it had felt like the one-to-one -one work had been at the back of the carousel and actually it looked like it was 
it wasn't I wasn't giving it the energy and the attention that I wanted to so I brought Mm. it to the front of the carousel it is at the front of the carousel at the moment and it's really invigorated and re given a spark to the women that I want to work with the kind of work that I want to do the differences that we're going to make in the world and it's got me really excited again Mm. really excited I'm really enjoying savoring this dish and this is what Susie's been so good at is just helping us get focused on one thing. And it's been genius actually, because just knowing again, you know, the role of the coach is knowing that there's somebody there, that somebody's actually going to give you a bit of a kick up the butt in the nicest possible way, but you've got somebody that you're being, you know, supported by and accountable to. Yeah. It's, it's been really good. So it's, I've needed it. I've needed it it's and so it, it, it'd been too long of me thinking oh I'm just doing this on my own because I know what I'm doing yeah and I think there's also again having coaching I think can go around the carousel like that can I think there's been times where I'm like god if I don't have a weekly call I'm gonna die <laughs> you know I'm like this so I, by the time the call comes around I'm like oh my god like especially at the start of my business whereas I feel like at other times I'm like actually I need to just get on with it now like and and that's okay as well I think having receiving help or not that again it's neutral it's just based on where you're at and the context of the other stuff going on and there can be a stage where there's too much information coming in and too much support and you do just need to integrate um yeah so and something that came up for me there when you were saying about the you know your one-to-ones I think there's another thing when we when we run our own stuff and we start creating these elements there can sometimes be a pressure so, well, I said, I'll do that. And I've got to, you know, I said, I'll do a recurring thing every month or I've, you know, and I, I need to keep doing it. And there's this forced energy and you see people who are like, I've said, I'll do this program every year, or I said, I'll do this. And I think one of the most powerful things you can do as an entrepreneur is just go, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I've decided that's not where my energy is and to change t- track and tact yeah. as you go and be okay to say, I did say I'd run a retreat, but I'm not going to run it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to go. I mean, and as you're talking, I'm already thinking about some of the things that are on my carousel that actually aren't filling me with uh, with joy. And mm. that's okay. It's it's going to be okay to actually take some of those off. Is there so, anything that's at the back of your carousel that you wish that you judge for being there that you wish was at the front, or are you kind of happy with them being? Where I'm they pretty are? happy with where they're at at the moment. Yeah, but I think that's you know because of having the reflections of some of the stuff that we've been mm. about, applying this principle of the carousel. Mm. That there will be a couple of things that I need to take off, definitely, so that I can yeah. save for the dishes, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. And you know, it's and and as Susie did a reflection with me a couple of weeks ago, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Oh so, my god, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, when we start creating and we see our power, you can, it can feel tempting to want to do everything and to create everything. And it's like, is that right now? Is that right for now, for this moment? Yeah. And just or, because you say no, it doesn't mean it's lost. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you're going to let people down. I think that's a big thing. That's always been a big one for me. If, I, if somebody has asked me to do something and I've said yes, and yeah. then I actually say no, it doesn't mean that I'm going to let them down. No, you let people down a lot more if you're doing work for them and your heart's not in it. Yeah. I think that, that I've definitely taken on people before who I knew had a hundred things going on and they didn't feel they had the capacity to say no. And it was awful. Mm. You know, we got through it, but it's then it's like, well, we should have just had an honest conversation at the start. Yeah. And then we would have known when we were both out. 
Communication is really super important here. Well, we've been talking for a long time and I could carry on talking to you about this forever, but perhaps (laughs) listeners also have things on their carousel that they need to focus on. So what are your three self-care go-tos around the carousel and and living your multi-potential life? Yeah, I like this question. I mean, some are practical and some are more, like I guess, a mindset. One is, I think, is like, when you do lots of things you do need more integration time because you need that time to allow ideas to cross pollinate to find those connections so building in time for that whether that looks like days off whether it looks like um just just i don't know just creating some space for inactivity and integration time and also that when you don't feel like you want to create anymore that that is probably because your brain is, and mind is processing and integrating. So just uh, some self-compassion around those times. Um, that's one a big thing. Um, another thing is having a bath. I love a bath. That's a big oh, self-care. I, I, know it's, I know it's like, oh, self-care is about baths. Well, it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, love a bath. I like okay. it because I, I think it's also that permission to stop. It's true. You can't do anything. You can't be on your phone. Well, yeah. some people do, but I don't it's funny actually because last night at the exhibition a gorgeous friend of mine who um she's just been she loves the deck absolutely loves Mm. it doing reiki training and she you know it's a big full-on day she's got a young family as well and she got home and she was going to have a bath and she had her phone and her book in her hand and she was taking herself off to the bath and she said i'm just going to pull a practical magic card and the card that she pulled was silence and she went ah okay I'm just gonna put the book down I'm yeah and I'm actually just gonna have a bath yeah yeah I forget to do that just a bath I love a bath um what did I say as well yeah I think this idea of what do I need right now it was quite interesting I, I had a coaching client yesterday and she came to me and she said I feel like I'm just trying to get through the each day I'm like yeah don't try and do more than that like <laughs> that's a great place to start <laughs> you know she was seeing it as a negative and I was like no what do you need today that's all you need to do if you do that every day what do I need today you will do you will always give yourself what you need that's and then eventually you will create amazing things yes and, it's and you'll be present exactly and it's asking your body as well isn't it I love yeah you know in the morning sitting on the edge of the bed and just saying body what do you need right now mm. Or when you're thinking about food or anything, like what do you, what does the, what, what do I need? Yeah, absolutely. And I think coming, going in with that, and we talked about that a bit a second ago in terms of changing your mind, but I think in terms of social arrangements, like just changing your mind, saying no. And I've had that quite a lot recently where I've arranged something and then I've, it's got to it. And I my whole body has been going, no, <laughs> we just need to stay in. And yeah, the letting people down, but actually, I think otherwise you're letting yourself down and you're letting I just I don't know the people pleasing is part of the carousel if you want to live a life that feels vibrant and aligned really carving out time to do to just make sure the things that are on your carousel are things you want to do and that you can start practicing that sense of do I actually want to do this with your social things with your day-to-day things the more you can say no to the things that just like, I don't want to do that that the easier it's going to be you're going to start finding that you've got a diary full of things that are only only exciting which is great yeah yeah and there will be some things that you have to you, you don't want to do sometimes but you know as long as they're they're things that 
are filled around with and have space with rest and the things that excite you. Sure. And they make it makes them easier. Of so, course, you. But, but things where you have a choice. I mean, yeah. Just absolutely. making when you have a choice and yes. it doesn't light you up, don't go. <laughs> yeah, not like don't put the bins out and then they're over. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm sorry. I'm not being like be a dick and sit. <laughs> don't don't like Can you imagine? No, I'm not doing it. It's not on my carousel. No, don't want to right now. Um, brilliant. This has been a wonderful chat. I wonder um, if you have a song choice that you want to share with us around the carousel and what that means for you. That's so funny. I mean, in true carousel style, I don't have one song. I knew you wouldn't. And that's <laughs> but, okay. But I wanted to offer something that I created a few years ago that I think is a nice thing to do, which is to create a life purpose playlist on Spotify. So this is like, you can create a list of songs that um, either the energy of the song reminds you about what you're doing or like it remind the actual song itself was from a time when you were doing something that was good or, or like a lyric in it resonates. So I've got a list of songs that, that like are from those categories where whenever I'm feeling like a bit out of sync, I put it on and remind myself. And one of my favorite artists is a woman called Martha Tilston. I don't know if you've heard of her. I, do. I feel like she plays in Worthing sometimes. Do you know her? Jason? I do. I use yeah, her career yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So she has some really lovely stuff around, you know, lyrics around living a nomad life. And she has one where she says, oh, one of my favorite lyrics is when, and when we get there, wherever there is, will we laugh to ourselves because it doesn't exist? It was always the journey, the folks we met on the way, the music that we played. And I just... I, honestly, it makes me cry. I love, I love that lyric so much because it just—it's just a reminder that there's only this, there's only, there's only what we're doing now. Gorgeous. And which song is that from? It's called "Climbing Gates" from her album. I think it's called "Green Moon" or "Nomad Blood." Lovely. It's her like, latest album. But yeah, she's fab. Oh, I love it. Well, can you just quickly share with us what's at the front of your carousel right now and how people can find you? Hmm. And um, when I was when I was thinking this, um, what's the front of my carousel right now? So, oh yeah, I'm doing a lovely event actually with Sophie Howarth, who set up the School of Life, and she runs lovely circles at her house in London Fields. So I'm doing we're doing a, an evening to recreate, reconnect with your creativity, and it's a cosy dinner, and and lovely nourishing music making on the 12th of November. There's still a few um, spaces left, so you can. I think you'll put this in the notes, but if you I Google will. Power of Uke on, on Eventbrite, you'll find it. So yeah, I'd love to see some of you there. It's going to be a really gorgeous evening. Also, the next day on the 13th is the, my comedy night. So Rye Laughs, it, which is in Peckham, and that's our last one of 2019. Always a really amazing night of new material from fantastic comedians. Like we've had people like James Acaster there and Tom Allen, and it's, yeah, it's always a really good evening. So those are two things. And then the final thing is I'm doing a, a day of musical joy, which is a thing I started getting friends and, and friends of friends together to spend a day singing and then just, you know, dismantle the choir. So it's like, there's no commitment. It's just that one day is proper carousel style. Um, and that's going to be on the 8th of December. And the venue is not yet confirmed, but if people want to email me and if they want to come, um, it would be lovely to see people there. You don't need to be an amazing singer you just need to love music and and people and and being with yeah making music with strangers it's gonna be a lovely time 
And in terms of where to find me, I'm at Sarah Ukulele on Instagram. And then my Power of You website is where a lot of stuff is as well. Right. But I want to create a carousel website at some point where people could also upload their own carousels. That is a, a great idea. A TBC. <laughs> and also people can get a newsletter from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe to the carousel newsletter because I think that's where I'm going to be sharing all of the events and I, that's what I realized after a while is like I kept posting stuff on Facebook that was all from these different things. I was like, actually, I'll just put it in one place. So, um, yeah, Carousel. And again, you'll put the link for that. There's a new one coming out very soon. Yay. Thank you so much. Okay. What a treat. It's been an absolute treat. And um, yeah, I'll put all of the links up on the podcast show notes and I will share those out with you, Sarah, so that you can get them out to the world as well. But thank you so much. Oh, you're such a star. I'm going to pull a card now. If when I go for the Great. for the carousel <laughs> fantastic okay well thank you so much listeners for listening into the practical magic podcast with myself and the wonderful Sarah oh. yeah, I, will put the, I know I'm going to say it again I will put the show notes up on the website www.katetaylor.co forward slash podcast where you'll be able to see the show notes about Sarah and find out more information about her and what carousel is all about and just to let you know that there are still spaces for the magnify your radiance new year retreat which mm. is happening on the Isle of Wight over the new year from the 29th of December through to new year's day itself it's going to be the most beautiful the more I feel into it the more it resonates with me and resonates with who's coming in it's going to be absolutely delicious so I'd love to see you there if you would like to come along the spring retreat is now full um, and there are still spaces for the Ibiza retreat but as I was saying in the podcast I'm also working at the moment on some delivering some new programs one-to-one programs um about how how we're going to embrace a big bold beautiful 2020 and these are going to be some really gorgeous concentrated time together one-to-one in a very up leveling way really for me 2020 is about how we take our lives to the next level how we do that in terms of our self-expression, how we do that in terms of the work that we're bringing out. If you're focusing on something on the carousel, like how can you then take it to the next big, bold, vibrant level? So if you are interested in finding out a bit more about it, I haven't released it yet, but do get in contact with me on kate at katetaylor.co. There's gonna be the very limited spaces because it is really concentrated, vibrant, super powered work. So that's it from me today. Until next week on the show, I am going to be talking a little bit more about why up-leveling and why you deserve it right now. So until next week, gorgeous Practical Magic listener, here's to honouring what's on the front of your carousel. <laughs>